We often think that like forgiveness is so about what we're doing for the other person. And in the beautiful story you just described, I think a lot of it was, and it definitely can be, but let's not forget how much of forgiveness is for ourselves too. I mean, a lot of us have heard the little saying about like being unforgiving is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. <laughs> I've not heard that, but that's, that's great. Oh my goodness. It's so but true. It's so true. Like when you're bitter, that's really only hurting you. If you're like hanging on to that grudge or that um, quote by Lewis Smedes that says to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover the prisoner was you. And I think mm-hmm. there's something so freeing about forgiveness that we lose sight of that, that this is also for us. It's not just a gift we give to the offender. It's a gift we give ourselves to release it. And so that was something we were really teaching our kids. Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Well, Happy New Year, FFPs, and welcome back to Raising Adults Podcast. We hope that you had a wonderful winter season and a great New Year's and that you are ready to hit the ground running with us in 2021. Happy New Year, Dina. Happy New Year, Kira. It's nice to be back with you. I mean, of course, not literally, but figuratively back with you. Yeah, I think everyone is just really excited that it's not 2020 anymore. Is that fair? I I think that's legit. Like, we may not be together, but at least it's not 2020 anymore. Right, right. We have at least a theoretical fresh start. Let's go with it. Well, and the murder hornets have been found, right? That's, and that is something. That is something. And the, you know, vaccine maybe is happening. There's talk. It's right? Things good. are on the horizon. So I think 2021, like, potentially... It just might be okay. We just might all be okay. (laughs) I I feel like almost anything is an improvement on 2020. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Well, I'm happy to be back in the Zencaster with you. Zencaster is the platform that we use to record now that we can't be together. So we're not in the laundry room anymore. We're in the Zencaster. Yes. And it is very Zen. We are. Very Zen. we (laughs) We are peaceful and ready to go. Exactly. So we are um, bringing you a topic today that is, you know, sort of near and dear to my heart and definitely came from a situation that happened in our home. And I called Dina and I was like, hey, I think we should talk about forgiveness and how we help our kids learn to forgive and what does it mean to forgive and, you know, why is that even important in parenting? I think most parents want to see their children be forgiving. So we're going to talk about that today. It's a it's a good one because we, we not only will use it as we parent and help our children learn to do it well, but I think most of us have faced situations where we maybe bumbled our way through forgiveness and kind of had to do some learning around it too. So I think it's good for the parents to be listening as well. You might pick up some little nuggets that you can carry for yourself as well as impart to your kiddos. Yeah. Well, and especially as we're coming into this new year in 2021 and looking at, okay, you know, as, as a lot of us do, especially I think future-focused parents, like, what do I want to be focusing on this year? What do I want to be thinking about? Well, some of that is going to involve forgiving ourselves for what didn't go great last year or the past few years. And how do I move forward from that? And what a great opportunity for us to model that for our kids, which is you know something you and I talk about all the time. Well, and I think this even goes to 
our last new episode of 2020 when we were talking about looking inward and being able to look at those things that maybe are still a growth area and can we forgive ourselves for those and move forward to do better. So this is all interlinked. And I think also as parents, there's a link where if your children are wronged, you may not only be walking your child through forgiving that person, you probably have to. Because I think we have that tendency, we're so defensive of our kids, we're also upset. And so sometimes we're actually forgiving in tandem. So it's mm. a really, it's a really applicable parenting topic. Yeah, well said, Dina. That's a that's a really important nuance right there too. I love it. Okay. So do you want to start with telling everyone your why? Sure. Well, I have been through a divorce, as anyone who's been listening for any length of time knows. And I feel like that is sort of the mother of all acts of forgiveness that I've had to work through. Mm. And so I, I can't say that I came to this with a why that really developed super young. It was more walking through that. How do I forgive this really huge thing and do it well and emerge on the other side able to co-parent? And you know what? Miller and I have done that. And so this experience of walking through a really, really big forgiveness has made it super important for me that I'm modeling that for all five of my kids, but also that I continue to carry the lessons learned during that time to do this well in my own life. So this is one of those that really did come from a precipitating event where I had to really walk through forgiveness and it was not easy. And to be fair, I think anytime a, a marriage or a long, even a long-term relationship falls down, there's two parties involved. It's it's very rarely entirely on one person's shoulders, I would say almost never. And so also like forgiving myself for where I didn't do well in that relationship. It was just a lot. It was a lot to unpack. And so that experience brought me to a really strong why for teaching this to all my children and, and carrying those lessons forward for myself too. Mm, yeah, I love that. What a great example of of both sides of the coin of forgiveness, because I think oftentimes we think of forgiveness as forgiving other people. And that is, you know, predominantly what we're going to talk about today. Sure. But I think that that other piece of how we forgive ourselves is so important. And we kind of touched on it, you know, in that episode you were referencing the last one of 2020, the last new one. So, yeah, I love that. Right. How about you? Well, you know, this is one I think that's really tightly linked to my overarching why. So, you know, my overarching why is mentally healthy and happy people. And this is really connected to that for me because I think that we cannot move through this world expecting ourselves or anyone else to be perfect because we're human and we're not. And so part of how my kids are going to grow to be mentally healthy and happy is being able to recognize their own humanity in someone else and being able to recognize their own humanity in themselves. And that if they can see that and see it clearly and recognize that like, you know, I, that person makes mistakes, I make mistakes, I can actually see how I could have made that mistake, you know, that forgiveness piece of being able to understand, to move forward, to let go, to, to strive to be better for others and for themselves, I think is going to help them form healthier, happier relationships, cultivate and keep those relationships. Um, and that, as we have discussed before, absolutely for me links to mentally healthy and happy, but then for themselves too. When I can see somebody else's humanity, it helps me recognize my own and forgive myself, which allows me to be mentally healthy and happy too. Mm -hmm. Well said. That makes sense. So then how in the world do you do that? I mean, 
sounds like a tall order. It is a tall order. I think forgiveness is so hard, especially when we feel that we've been wronged. Or I think you nailed it when you said, you know, that when that mama bear part of us comes out when our child has been wronged. Right. You know, and here we are teaching them to forgive. But like, have we even bothered to forgive the child who wronged them? (laughs) You know, it's like that's a that's a really important. Right. And I know you had actually an opportunity to kind of practice this somewhat recently, an actual scenario that happened. And and those kind of things bring up a lot of emotions and a lot of revisiting this lesson. Yeah. Well, so we had a situation. In fact, we were recording, you and I, we were recording an episode and my phone was blowing up and I was watching it blow up. And what I was sort of piecing together as it's like quietly pinging is that something had happened. One of my kids had been the the way it was kind of put to me was that they were being cyber bullied through online school. And obviously I freaked out because that's like, you know, bullying scares me. And how do, you, how do you even bully someone on online school? Like, it's just phenomenal to me that that could even happen. So you and I hung up and I got to speak to the teacher. And essentially there was a, a child who had um, pretended to be one of my children on a video and had posted it as if it was one of my kids on the online platform where the kids can all post videos. And this is a kiddo who has a history of making some poor choices at school and has a history of having some troubled relationships at school. And so, of course, the teacher's response, my response, everybody's first response was that this was done to be hurtful. And we were upset about it, right? Like, what's going to happen? There needs to be some repair. We need to figure out what this kid was thinking, you know, all of that. But what came after that was this child was expressing that they were actually trying to do something kind. They wanted this kiddo of mine to get more likes and more engagement and like, don't even get me started on how this made me feel about social media. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was a whole curve level. But it was interesting because as soon as we heard that and we watched this video again, it was like, oh, wow, it really could easily have been that. And because, again, this kiddo has a history, we kind of lumped into this assumption, which you should never do. But in the midst of all of that, of course, my child had their feelings hurt. They were sad and embarrassed, and it was not a positive experience. And so we're left with all of this going, okay, what do we do? Like, what happens here? Because my kiddo's sad, but we also want to give this child the benefit of the doubt. So I was extra concerned about not making assumptions with this kiddo because I think that sometimes when kids have a history of making bad choices, we are quick to assume that they're making another bad choice. And then eventually that kiddo goes, well, why should I even try and make a good choice, right? Here, here, this child I think was really trying to do something nice. And I didn't want our family to respond in a way that makes them think, well, I'm just not going to bother doing anything nice again. Even though it wasn't a good choice, if the intention was good, I wanted to honor that. Mm-hmm. But also, I have a kiddo who's upset. And, you know, so it was very complicated. And and ultimately, when I was speaking with my child, what we got to is how important it is to give someone the benefit of the doubt, if we can, and to trust that we're all human, we make mistakes, sometimes we don't make good choices, and that at a certain point we need to protect ourselves if we're getting hurt repeatedly, but that if it's that first transgression, that we really do need to kind of give some space for we're people, we're humans, we make mistakes. How can we show this child that they are deserving of forgiveness, that we're willing to repair, 
that, you know, the feelings are still hurt and I didn't like it. Please don't do it again. But I, I really want to honor the fact that you were trying to do something good. And so we ended up having a Zoom meeting with this kiddo. And it was like watching this child's face change because this child came in. You could tell they were like sad and bummed and had been reprimanded by people and all this stuff. And then when my kiddo said, hey, you know what? I, I really want to believe that what you're saying is true. And so I'm going to choose to do that. And I forgive you. And let's try again. Let's be friends again. This kid lit up like the whole face lit up. And it was mm-hmm. such a moment for me of how powerful forgiveness can be, how important it is that we are teaching our kids that they deserve to be forgiven and that guess what other people do as well. And it was just a really important situation. And I felt I was really proud of my kid who you know, was still very vocal about this is how it made me feel and was still assertive, but was also open to the idea of moving forward and, and giving that kid the benefit of the doubt. Those were just the pieces of the puzzle that were really positive from that experience. Mm. What a special and amazing experience you gave that child too, to get I to experience so. someone believing them, giving the yeah. benefit of the doubt, all those things. Yeah, because that's so powerful. And I didn't want to negate my own kiddo's experience, but I was really aware. I was like, this is how kids give up, mm-hmm. right? Is even when they do something positive, that of course was not a good choice. It's not like this kiddo made a good choice, but they were trying to do something good and they're little. These are small, small people. They still don't have full reasoning. Like it makes sense that sometimes they're going to make bad decisions. And when I spoke with my kiddo about it, I reminded them of a time where they had actually tried to do something positive and it had a negative outcome and how bad they had felt that. But I was trying to do something positive, but it didn't yeah. matter because it still hurt this other kid's feelings. And I was like, do you remember when that happened? Can you see how this child is just as human as you are? This kiddo is just as capable of having something go sideways like that. And that's what happened here. So that, you know, that was a a good example of how we walked this in our home. I will say that forgiveness is one of our top 10 family values. So we definitely were looking at our chart as well and going, hey, this is Mm. something in our family that matters. Our definition is that we see our own humanity in others. So we were really looking at, you know, where's the human being here? Where's the the humanity that makes us fallible, that (laughs) that makes us imperfect? You know, let's look at that and, Mm -hmm. and really examine it. So it was a good opportunity in our home to kind of really walk what I talk on this show. Oh, no, that really is powerful. And I think when and I like your definition on your values, too, because really, when we can peel apart the feelings and behavior like we talk about so often, that's where we see, oh, that's a human mistake that I just as easily could have made. And I think it makes that that jump to forgiveness just that little bit easier. So thanks for sharing that. And we'll have some more what's and how's in just a moment. We're just going to take a brief break. Well, hi, FFPs. We haven't chatted with you in a little while about membership and just want to remind you that if you are interested in becoming a part of the FFP family, we would love to have you join us. We've got three tiers of membership. That first tier is really just a way to say that you value the content of this show, that you're getting something out of it and you want to help us be able to bring you more of it. At the second tier, we get access to this amazing library. It's a video and audio library called Future Focused in Five, where we give you our parenting tips in under 
five minutes on each individual topic, and that's an amazing resource. And then at that top tier, you get to actually interact with us and do a monthly Q&A where we will answer your parenting questions. It's been super fun getting to know our members and getting to know our community. Also, there's a private Facebook group for our top tier where they can, you guys can engage together. So we really hope that you'll consider checking it out and joining us so that we can support you in your parenting journey. Um, if you're interested in membership, you can go to our website, click on the membership tab, and all the info will be right there for you. We hope you'll join us. Okay, Dina, how about you? Let's talk about hows. And I think, too, you and I talked once, and I'm hoping you're going to share it today, um, about what, what forgiveness is and what it's not. And I, I loved when we talked about that. I think it was just mm -hmm. privately in our own time that you and I were discussing that. But I would love for you to share that with our listeners as well. It is on my list to Yay. address. So you know me well. I you think do. especially because of what I walked through, I had to get really clear on what forgiveness is not because I really kind of struggled for a long time when I was less assertive. We've talked about how I'm just recently growing my backbone in the last decade or so. And I had to really work through this idea of like, well, but I'm not nice if I mm. assert myself. Or And here was another one where I think I had this like skewed view of forgiveness because I wanted to be nice that didn't allow for setting the boundary of how the wrong still impacted me. And so I do think that's really clear. And it is actually one of our houses that in our family, we have kind of two houses. We, we really like to teach our kids what forgiveness includes and what it should look like. But with that is arming them with the knowledge of what forgiveness is not. So I think there are many more. This list is by no means exhaustive, but I just want to at least touch on a few of the things that forgiveness is not. And then I'll talk about kind of what we shared about what it looks like and how do you interact with someone that you're working through forgiveness with. So first of all, forgiveness does not mean it no longer hurts when you think about it. I have heard a lot of myths around like, oh, when you can when you can remember it and it doesn't sting anymore, you've forgiven them. Well, mm. a lot of times it's going to still be ouchy maybe for the rest of your life. Right. And so that that is not necessarily true. Another one is it's not excusing the behavior. I think we have this idea. I mean, have you have you heard people before one person says I'm sorry and the other one goes it's okay? Yeah. Oh, I can't stand that. It's not okay. Right? It frustrates me to no end. So we get this idea that that forgiveness is somehow excusing the behavior, letting that person off, so to speak. And that's not it. Another one is forgetting. I, I really get frustrated with the phrase forgive and forget. You may remember forever what has happened to you and you can still make an intellectual choice to forgive. And so don't expect that it'll mean you've forgotten about it. I think we can set ourselves up for some struggles there. And then really important, this does not mean a perfect return to the previous relationship. If you find out that your uncle is guilty of incest, you can forgive him, but you probably won't let him babysit your kids. Right. I mean, this is that we have to learn to separate that. You can forgive this wrong and still say, this is going to impact how I move forward with you. And this relationship might look different. In my own case, there was an end of a marriage and there was still forgiveness, but we didn't go forward in the same way. And I just think those things are really important and that we often think that like forgiveness is so about what we're doing for the other person. And in the beautiful story you just described, I think a lot of it was, and it definitely can be, but let's not forget how much of forgiveness is for ourselves too. I mean, a lot of us have heard the little saying about like being unforgiving is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. <laughs> I've not heard that, but that's 
that's great. Oh my goodness. It's so and, but true. It's, it's so true. Like when you're bitter, that's really only hurting you. If you're like hanging on to that grudge or that um, quote by Lewis Smedes that says to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover the prisoner was you. And I think there's something so freeing about forgiveness that we lose sight of that, that this is also for us. It's not just a gift we give to the offender. It's a gift we give ourselves to release it. And so that was something we were really teaching our kids is, pulling apart constantly. What does this not include? Let's get really clear. So that that was just really huge. But as far as what we did do and what we kind of tried to talk them through, there were really kind of two pieces with this. And one is about their internal experience of the forgiveness. And one is about their actions as they move forward with the person. And the internal piece is just this, that we move from a posture of kind of wanting revenge or payback or maybe wishing ill on the person to moving away from that posture and at least being able to say, you know what, I don't want harm to befall them. I'm not so mad that I just want to get back at them or make them feel the way they've made me feel. We move away from this posture of revenge. And a lot of that work happens internally, like we talked about on that looking inward. A lot of that is about our attitude of, can I move away from payback to how do I pay it forward? How do I be kind and move forward? And I want to be clear here again that that subtle distinction about what it's not. This is different than justice. If someone actually commits a crime against you, it's okay that they got arrested or went to jail or that they paid their fine. Justice is okay. This is this is a personal thing of I want to get you back. And we really talk to them about working toward an attitude of moving away from that from that posture. But then what does that look like externally? And what we helped walk them through with this was no longer dealing with the person in light of the incident. So that means, say somebody lied to you, that in your conversations, once you've forgiven them, you at least enter the conversation saying, I'm going to choose to go into this conversation as though I can believe you. You may prove me wrong. That may be a bummer, but I'm going to go in and deal with you as though you're going to be honest rather than a posture of which we think really represents unforgiveness, a posture of I'm going to assume you're lying. And so I've got this like guard up and it really impacts the way you can move forward. And I think it really can hurt our friendships and relationships when we're constantly dealing with the person in light of this thing in the past in our rear view mirror. So that's kind of what we talked about. How do we work on that attitude of not going toward payback? And then how do we work toward actions of, you know what, I'm going to interact with you in a way that's not in light of that issue. Mm. I love that. And I guess I have a question because I, I feel like, you know, this is an area where I wouldn't say I personally struggle with forgiveness. I think I forgive. I think I forgive a little too easily, to be honest with you. I think that's actually part of the problem. And mm. then I, I get myself hurt again and again and again mm. and don't seem to learn any lessons. So that's where this question is coming from for me, because I think what you said makes a lot of sense. And I guess, like, how did you talk about at, at what point the relationship you need to shift how you engage in that relationship so that you are protecting yourself. Because I love what you said, and I think that's actually so true, that if we've truly forgiven, it means we have to come from that positive place again. So there must be then a point where we're teaching our kids, okay, this is no longer actually mm -hmm. a healthy relationship. And so can you talk a little bit about how you did that? Because <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's a little bit muddy. So I want to be honest about that. But for us, as far as what we talked about and, and walked through with them, especially in friendships, because that's most of what we've dealt with so far. We haven't really had too many romantic relationships or things like that. It's mostly been friendships, peers, people at school, things like that, is patterns. You're looking for patterns. And when there's a pattern of someone taking advantage of your forgiving heart and continuing 
to exhibit the same behavior that is hurtful or maybe damaging to the trust in the relationship, like say in the case of dishonesty, then it is okay to put some boundaries up around that. And we talked a little bit about this in the friendship episode. One way that I've helped my children kind of slowly extricate from challenging relationships like that is to stop initiating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if somebody says hi to you in the hall, please smile and say hello back. But you maybe don't need to invite them over. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But we're really looking for a pattern. We try and teach things, teach them to treat things as an isolated incident as much as possible, unless it's truly evident that, wow, this is really more of a mark of this person's character. And they're not going to just, it wasn't just, oops, I made a mistake and I really want to repair the relationship. It's really, this is how I'm operating and I'm stomping on you in the process. I don't want my children to stay in a relationship like that. And I actually hope, and I say this delicately, everyone knows that Miller and I co-parent very well now, but I actually hope I modeled that in my marriage because I didn't stay. (laughs) There was a point where it was like, nope, that's not okay. And I think we need to be showing our kids that there is a point where the relationship might need to shift and look different, but it's really about pattern. It's not, oh, once they lied to me, once they said something that hurt my feelings, and once they didn't call me back, I'm done. It's really, you know what? Every time we're interacting, there's this undercurrent of unkind words or almost every time we've interacted, they've lied to me or they keep taking credit for my work on school projects. I'm not going to be in a group project with them anymore. You know, I think it's okay to look at that. When you have a track record of that behavior, it's okay to start using that to inform your decisions going forward. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for saying all of that. That's just fantastic. And I think, you know, that is a beautiful thing to teach kids that, you know, the the forgiveness piece, the piece about once I've forgiven, this is how I'm going to engage with that person. And then if I see this pattern, this is how I'm going to take care of myself and set up those boundaries to, to take good care of myself because we deserve to be taken care of too. Yes. Um, and even within that forgiveness, like you said, sometimes it means that the relationship changes and that that's okay. And helping our kids figure out at what point do we allow that relationship to change and do we actually support that decision? You know, like, yep, I can see that pattern too. I think that makes a lot of sense to have that relationship change versus let's not just be, you know, one time that person messes up, we're forgetting to see that humanity in that person, right? That Mm -hmm. like we all make those mistakes. But if they're making the same mistake over and over again, we are going to, you know, encourage you, little person, to learn the (laughs) skills necessary to protect yourself and develop those healthy relationships. Because that's what we want, right? Is that when they're adults, that they're able to forgive and that they're able to make really good choices about who they continue to interact with in the same way and who has who has shown them time and time again that that's a safe relationship and who has shown them time and time again that that's a relationship that needs more scaffolding. Yes, absolutely. And I think there's a forgiveness element to that too when you move on because we really tried to work with our kids to remember that If you need to shift how this relationship looks, you may still need to forgive them for something. And it isn't about whether their conduct deserves the forgiveness, so to speak, because I think there's also this is very pervasive in our culture, too. Well, they haven't apologized, Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to forgive them. And it's very interesting when you really think about forgiveness really only takes one person. 
Yeah. It really only takes one person. Now, you might be able to have a beautiful transactional situation where there's someone who's truly remorseful and they apologize, but forgiveness doesn't require an apology. So I've really talked to my kids too about it's not about whether their conduct indicates they're sorry for you to do better, for you not to be that person who drank the poison. You've got to you've got to still do your part. It's not about whether they deserve it. The, another great quote I came across today when I was looking for a quote for the episode. It's I, I'm probably going to pronounce the guy's name wrong, but it's Jonathan Lockwood, and then his last name starts with an H. Hui. I'm not sure, but I love it. It says, "Forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness, but because you deserve peace." Mm-hmm. And that's really a thing for us as we're moving toward our overarching why of people of integrity and character walking through life with bitterness. It's not a great character trait <laughs> with a vengeful spirit and wanting to get back at people. And so sometimes if we're really being honest, the person doesn't deserve forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think we we need to be clear about that. That's another one of those kind of myths out there like, oh, well, we only should do it if they deserve it or if they've asked or if they're really, really sorry. And if they've given us this elaborate apology, sometimes we will wait forever and never get the apology. Mm-hmm. And waiting for that isn't always the best course of action. It's like holding your breath underwater and hoping someone's going to throw you a life ring. Like they might not. Right. But but for you to break through the surface and get that gulp of fresh air, you may need to just take the first step and forgive. And I love this. I heard once that it only takes one person to apologize and be remorseful. It only takes one person to forgive, but it takes two people to reconcile. So I do think for there to be healing and moving forward in the relationship, you have to have both components. But you don't necessarily have to have an apology to just forgive and maybe change how the relationship looks. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's really true, and I and I think there's that's the complexity, that's the issue here, right? And how do you unpack that for for seven year olds or eight year olds or nine year olds that like this is this is very complicated, and it isn't cut and dry. It isn't I'm sorry, I forgive you, which is what so often we see with kids, right? Say I'm sorry, say I forgive you. Mm. <laughs> like, oh no, it does not work that way. Not quite that easy. And that piece too of like you know that then that person is then possibly going to be triggered by this situation happening again. So even if you've forgiven, to expect that if it happens again, you're going to feel triggered by it because you've been hurt in that same way by this person before. Of and course. to expect that and to normalize that piece. And it's a, it's a multifaceted thing. But I think I love, love, love what you brought to the table today, Dina. I think I actually personally just needed to hear it today. So thank you. Can you go over that again? Because the main thing I said was talking about seeing the humanity of ourselves in other people and allowing that to help us get to that place of forgiveness that like, you know what, we're all human. We're all working on things. We all um, have blind spots and areas that we are growing and that if we can kind of see that in each other, we're that much more likely to get to the forgiveness piece. But can you go over just the, the things that forgiveness is not and those other great tools that you brought to the table today? Sure. So just quickly revisiting forgiveness is not that it no longer hurts when you think about it. It's not excusing the behavior. It's not forgetting the incident. And it's not a perfect return to the previous relationship. And remember, this also doesn't mean we're letting them off. We aren't doing the it's okay. (laughs) It's often really very much not okay. But there can be a twofold way of going forward. One is internal, and that's that attitude of no longer wanting revenge or payback or wishing ill of the person. And then the action of I'm going to choose to deal with you 
not in light of that incident. I'm going to deal with you as, as if this is a fresh start or a fresh conversation or a fresh interaction and try to move forward in that way. It can be really helpful and healing. And then looking for those patterns. If you start to see those patterns, that might be the clue that we need different scaffolding in the relationship. Absolutely. Might be yeah. time to move on or at least change how the relationship looks or how deep it is for sure. I love that. Thank you. Like I said, I think I think I needed to hear all that today. <laughs> so I appreciate it so much. Oh, I love when that happens. And I there were so many amazing quotes, but I did find just a short one that I think encapsulates kind of what both of us have have shared. And it's by Paul Boos. Here's what it says. Forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, FFPs, we hope that was helpful for you as you come into 2021 and we start thinking about how are we going to parent this year? What are we going to focus on this year? What do I need to forgive myself for? What do I maybe need to forgive my kiddos for? What do I need to forgive other kiddos for? And how do we start to really model that and, and move forward in that way that can feel really good and peaceful for us? I love that idea of forgiveness bringing peace because I think it really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have not left us a review, listeners, we ask you, please, please leave us a positive review. They really do make an enormous difference to engagement and how we show up in podcasting platforms and all the things. So we would absolutely welcome a five-star review with some kind words. We will share it on social media. Uh, We'd be so grateful if you did that. And don't forget, you can find everything and anything about us on futurefocusedparenting.com, including the membership tab if you're interested in becoming a member. If you haven't followed us on Facebook or Instagram, we are at Future Focused Parenting. Thank you so much for being with us, and we are looking forward to be back again with you next week. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in my laundry room and partially in Dina's office. Editing by Allison Preisinger. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for listening. <laughs>